like some. You know. Oh, hey, you were just going to update your Chrome, weren't you? I was. Uh, well, <sighs> hi, everybody. Uh, we'll be right back. Better? Worse? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, that was an ending. It was an ending. Uh, welcome, everybody, on this wonderful Monday night at the start of the NLCS uh, and your local Philadelphia Phillies facing off against the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is not a sports podcast, although it started off like a sports podcast. But we want to thank everybody who comes out and watches us. And by comes out, I mean pushes the stuff on your phone or your computer. Um, seeing look already charles and mom and dom all already here thank you everyone and make sure you do the like and the subscribe thing and keep an eye out for those videos that are that frank's working on working it's really the editing part that he's uh he's struggling with actually i edited my legos today but um there's been there's been two marvel series since he did his list so he has to keep editing well see uh... I, i can't make an incomplete list right so, uh, how are you tonight? I'm I'm good, good. Been been busy. Me too. Busy, busy. But uh, I've been been good. Played a couple gigs last weekend. Watched some stuff. Yes, you did. Had a birthday last week for my oldest, and uh, you know, wow. You know what? And and I'm watching, even, watching. I'm not even upset about Dom. Watching shit. Dom throw some shade at you in the chat already. It's it's it's, it's a good night so far. I, it, at least I'm not a fan of the New York Giants. Go ahead, Jack. What were you saying? That's fine. I mean, they they played so masterfully yesterday. Um, they actually played really well against the Bills last night. I couldn't turn the game off. So um, the Giants did actually have a, have a decent uh, a they decent win? showing this week. No. Oh, okay. No. no, they they played like the Eagles. Um, Fair point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I did all that. Uh, the, the, the walking dead tied up the Daryl Dixon show this weekend, which was fantastic. Um, this six episode format, like I've said before, really, really works for these shows. Um, and I think I would assume we'll talk a little bit about what was going on up the up 95 over the weekend. So we'll, uh, we'll talk more about that when we get there. And, uh, how about you, man? What'd you do this weekend? Does a six-episode series work when there's actual storytelling in it? Oh, my God. So well. <laughs> so well when um, there's actual storytelling. Uh, I had a... Uh, the weekend just kind of blurred together. I, I got no nothing done that I wanted to, really. Um, Except for watching all those shows. I finished Loki. Okay. Season one. No, I, I finished Loki. And I just... I could not... I have to be in the right frame of mind to watch Gen V. I really do. And I wasn't there this weekend. I, I was a little scatterbrained. And um, I went out and saw a friend of mine who was doing an acoustic thing this weekend, not not far from the house. Um, well, it's considerate of him to play near your house finally. I love that. It was great. Weird bar, but okay. Um, I, I, I didn't watch any more of Gen V. I actually started the second episode, and I was like, it just – 
I wasn't able to focus on it. So that, that second screen screen viewing gets you every time. That will come hopefully this week. There's not a lot going on this week. Um, played a there's, little modern, modern nine hundred World Series or NLCS games this week. There is. There's a lot of NLCS games this week. There's Flyers games this week. There's uh, soccer this week down at the um, link. Modern Warfare though. Uh, Modern Warfare Three basically is re-releasing all the original Modern Warfare Two maps and charging us seventy bucks for it that I already paid for. That's all. <laughs> the beta was this weekend. Got it. Um, I kind of dug in a little bit of video games. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage is really, really, really good. Um, oh, okay, I've heard heard good yeah. things about it. It's uh, set in the Middle East, right? It's set in the Middle East. Uh, set about uh, it's a couple hundred years before the original one with Altair. The, the original Assassin's Creed. Um, other than that, you know, watching the Phillies, dude. That's 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 what it, it's about right now. It's watching the Phillies, who who we're gonna dump out of here at eight o'clock ish to watch them tonight. Yeah, I think we'll, we we only have one one show. One show, but we got a bunch of news. There is a bunch of news from up this up the street. Uh, Dom asking us first, though. Hey, you guys ready for Spider Man Two this week? That's the video game. I am not. I, I actually never finished the original Spider-Man because oh that's on PlayStation. I'm an Xbox guy, so I don't do a lot of the switching over. And my son stole my PlayStation. Uh, oh, I've beaten the original twice. And all game. That's a sensational game. And uh, my kids have beaten it at least two or three times each and all the DLC. So I'm stoked for this one. It looks looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. The, the trailers keep getting better and better. I don't have the issues a lot of people do. I know that sounds weird for me to say I don't have issues with something yet. <laughs> yet. Are you um, uh, are you a completionist when you play those games, or do you just like power through the story? It depends. That one was so much fun to play. I was. Yeah. Um, I can't get um. Some other stuff I have trouble even just getting through the game. So like yeah. like Jedi, whatever it was, this new one. I, I it's so um and same thing with Harry Potter. They were they're so grindy to try and get through. And like my my time playing games is limited yeah. to like here's my hour and a half that I have. My suggestion for you with the Jedi game is to just play it on the story or easier mode and don't worry about like trying to like play like oh, i gotta be a badass gamer and play it on the harder mode oh i don't i don't do hard modes i just so don't have uh i just like to i like to be a completionist i just don't have time uh, the, i didn't i didn't complete the jedi game i did a bunch of side stuff but i basically was going for the story and the story's really long and there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in the story and i can see them pulling that into the TV or movie medium at some point. Yeah. Well, well, they already did, right? We got more of the uh, Jedi memory stuff in Ahsoka. So. We did get some of the Jedi memory stuff, but I'm talking about the Mortis and uh, not the Mortis. Um, is it the Mortis? Nope. Those are no. the uh, the ones from Clone Wars that were closed out. Ahsoka. Yeah, it's not the Mortis, but the, the different race that they, that they, where they go and what they do in that. Got it. Um, Charles watched the, the Winnie the Pooh. I saw that. I also, I also I didn't know that was on Peacock yet. I'll have to catch that this weekend. I also saw that there was a story um, that a uh, teacher showed it to her classroom. Oh, geez. I have to look that up for maybe next week. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll end up watching that. Uh, yeah. 
Charles, let us know how it was, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of curious. Uh, so the stuff I have, I actually printed out paper and, wow. and brought it home today. Uh, Suzanne Summer passed away at, at age 76. She did, known mainly for, for promoting the Thighmaster. The Thighmaster. Uh, people did from she... our generation will remember her from Three's Company. Oh, um, yeah, 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 Three's Company. And then and then the, then another generation will remember her uh, from Step by Step. It used to be on Friday nights. Oh, yeah. There's part of... Uh... TGIF, right? Yeah. But the Thigh Master was was her big, 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 big thing. Which, if uh, any of you are Legends of Tomorrow fans and have been listening to this show for a really long time, uh, you remember me raving about the end of Legends of Tomorrow Season 3, where there is a Thigh Master and a Shake Weight, both a used shake. in the big final fight. Fighting uh, to? Do you remember the song? Fighting to the Thong Song with Cisco there. Oh, yeah, of course. Cisco was put in suspended animation and came out just to sing the Thong Song on the show. It was fantastic. Great. Uh, Charles did say that that movie is really campy, but good. So that sounds like okay. something up my alley. Yeah. I'll watch that with the kids this weekend. Maybe that sounds like a good time for one of the kids. <laughs> um, so Michael Caine, Alfred from the Christopher Nolan Batman movies and among many, many, many other movies. Where you're going. All right. Well, <laughs> the kids at the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> He's been in many, 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 many movies. Over a hundred. The guy from Cocktail, but it's not him. It's the other guy with that same accent from Cocktail. That is the other guy. Um, so he has officially retired from acting at age ninety. Done. He said that no one wants to see a ninety-year-old lead male. He said that he's he's gotten accolades and 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 he's been uh, praised for being leading a leading man in the past, and and he's done. Um, his final run on screen is going to be in Oliver Parker's The Great Escaper is a biographical film about a World War II veteran, Bernard Jordan, breaking out of a care home to attend the 70th, 70th anniversary commemoration of D-Day in 2014. The film is actually released on October 6th. Now that I know that that's what it's about, I actually might watch that because that sounds kind of cool. So an 89-year-old leading man, totally cool. Right, ninety. Once is he 90. hits ninety, they're out. He's he's like nobody's. Everybody's going to be out. Right. Nobody wants to see. <laughs> nobody wants to see a ninety-year-old. But eighty-nine is okay. But now he's going to be an author. Is he? That I yeah. Know. That's his new thing. He wants to just write now. He uh, wants to be an look. The guy is still completely with it, and and oh yeah, and gets around incredibly well. Oh oh, absolutely. Um, I I've always liked him. Whenever I've seen him in 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 anything, um. I'm I'm trying to go real fast. I want to see what where his first uh his first movie was in 1956, I believe. Was his first uh acting credit. Let's see. Let it might have been 54, but I think it was 56. He's got 175 credits here. That sounds about right. Yep. Uh let's go. That's the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, the 50s. 1946. He was an uncredited actor his first credit was 1956 helen korea he was the uh, national serviceman uh something lockier oh did you say 1956 look at me yes look at you bang on the money you are they talked about him this morning i'm sure on the news i, I 5 45 when i started watching the news this morning <laughs> <laughs> better you than me I'm no. trying to see what was the first thing I ever remember seeing him in now that I'm Oh, down I bet that would be in the 70s sometime, probably one of his 
Uh, thrillers that he did that we we saw on TV nonstop when it would rerun is my guess. These, none of these in the 70s sound familiar. Uh, no, you only know him from The Dark Knight. I no, no, no. I did like see Blame it on, I did see Blame It on Rio in 1984. Oh, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that uh, uh, that's one. Jaws: The Revenge. Revenge. Later, though. Any Rotten Scoundrels was the one I was actually thinking of, and I it, I wasn't sure if it was him or not. And he had been he was fairly well known by then. Can I tell you what one of my favorite Michael Caine movies was of all time? Yeah. Mr. Destiny. Okay. With Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Yes. I love Great movie. that movie. Yeah. It's a really, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't really hold up. He was also uh, on, in On Deadly Ground with uh, one Steven Seagal. Yeah. I mean, Alfie is what was his breakout role. Right. Right. Back in the 60s. Um, yeah, most of the stuff that I've seen him in is like the quirky, weird stuff going forward, like Austin Powers and Batman and Bewitched and, and, and you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so he's he's done acting um, and his last movie just came out. And, and as you said, he's going to be a uh, writer, which is awesome. Yeah, also yeah. famous for playing Scrooge in The Muppet Christmas Carol. That's right. Oh, my God. There you go. One of his other... Um, Rules where he has crossed multiple generations. Bruce Willis. Man. Uh, Bruce Willis's family confirmed that his aphasia has rendered him mostly incommunicated, incommunicative, uh, taking away mostly most of his language skills. It's that's really sad. Um, right as Hulu was finally able to get moonlighting to stream. Um, so, look, it's... Um, <laughs> The, the unfortunate part is I'm sure he's not going to see a dime from that streaming. So probably not because uh, that's uh, that's why SAG's doing their thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually that actually pops me in um, the, the actors. So the actor strike is still ongoing now. So there were talks earlier in the week uh, last week and they broke down. Um, one of the bigger points with that is the company's are refusing to protect performers from being replaced by AI and have rejected proposals from SAG-AFTRA. Um, this one doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon right now. No, and that, that's at the same time that we find out uh, that Robin Williams in the uh, Disney 100 was not AI. No. But was all taken from old clips of him, right. which they still have complete rights to do. Yes. Um, there was somebody else um, in outside news from an, an AI standpoint, but related to video games, uh, a Polish voice actor who is yes. uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. You're right. Um, he, for the sequel or a, a DLC, and I think it's the sequel, they um, completely took his voice from AI, got family permission. He passed away last year. Um, and they they completely recreated his part from AI, and that's what everybody's concerned about. Yeah, I heard this that that video game is absolutely sensational too. Um, I've heard the DLC is great. Like the DLC, yeah. the original launch because it was so glitchy did not go well, but then they ironed it out and it's been yeah, great they, ever since. They did a No Man's Sky. They completely fixed it. Yeah. Um, but the Bruce Willis thing is really really sad. Um, it it's it's 
terrible because I was a huge fan of Bruce Willis. As I've said, I think we've mentioned it before. I I, I owned the cassette Return to Bruno. Yeah. I love Bruno where he did his his singing, his harmonica. Um, the the Comedy Central roast of Bruce Willis was phenomenal, too. Yeah, I mean, look, he was... He's always brought his own thing to every role he's done. That, that And a lot of it, up until towards the last 10 years or so, was that personality he brought through on Moonlighting. Yep. And yep. just that comedic action timing that hadn't really been done no. that way before it was always either muscle bound guys or comedies. And he found this great blend of both that really made him endearing. Um, and in the last like three years, he churned out as many movies as he could. To- yeah. Look, and, and once we found out why, I mean, they right, good for him that. that he was able to. Um, and hopefully that, that makes sure that everybody's taken care of uh, in his family for years to come. Um, Best buy going to stop selling Blu-rays and DVDs in early 2024, uh, both in-store and online, but they will continue to f- sell physical copies of video games. It's an interesting choice. It's interesting because I read uh, I read somewhere else that Netflix is open in a brick-and-mortar store. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know why. It's not like Best Buy, unless they're going to start downsizing. I don't know why they would do it. It's not like that takes up that much space in their locations. It used to be. Maybe it does in their warehouse. I, it used to be a couple aisles worth of, of stuff because I would I remember back, obviously back when people were buying them, that that's where we would go and we would look through them and all the box sets. and. Yeah, and I wonder if they will continue to carry like the steel books and things like that, like the special releases that come out because there's regularly... Uh, Kevin Smith's actually getting a release. There's a Clerks steelbook coming out that uh, collects all three Clerks movies. Of course there is. Until he does a fourth one, you know, right. in a couple He's years. Never doing it. <laughs> right. No. Um, now, it's 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 interesting, but I don't mean they can always just put more Amazon stuff in that space, more Alexa stuff or... Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I mean, look, it's it's they're not the same when you walk in anymore anyway. There's no stuff to play with because the smart home stuff, it's all the same. It's just different different yeah. models but uh, there's to, there's nothing fun to play with in there anymore i used to be able to walk around for hours i used to really like going in and looking at this car stereo stuff and now that's all just the same everything every car comes with a big screen now anyway so it's like and the home phones and stuff remember all that and you have the different alarm clocks to go check out and like yeah. what style of phone do i want and now it's just nope. here's, here's here's your iphone and your pixel and your samsung pretty much yeah even the video game stuff is a little like little less <laughs> Less yeah, I don't even know if the demos are all and running half the time anymore. There's no demo for it. You used to be able to stand in there for hours, too, playing the demos. Yeah. And hey, Ron. Hey, Brandon. Thanks for hitting that like button. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Um, I have to mention this because it's stuff, but Taylor Swift. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah. She's the one that's responsible for Travis Kelsey being a popular football player. <laughs> you put him on the map. Um, so the Eras Tour... Had a very strong opening day, grossing an estimated $39 million, making it the second best October opening day in history. Uh, the movie's expected to pull in between 95 and 97 million. Uh, the opening weekend of the documentary is projected to outgross the openings of other major 2023 blockbusters, including John Wick Chapter 4 and Fast X. Look, the number of uh, 
movie screen, movie theater screenshots and pictures that I saw this weekend was unbelievable. Yeah. And it did. Did you know what movie it took out? Yeah. Is that the highest concert grossing uh, concert movie grossing? I forget which that one was. That's our good friend, Justin Bieber. Exorcist? Oh, Bieber. Uh, that had opened at 75 million. No, it did destroy the Exorcist. Yeah. It did. Um, which had actually moved its date to not go out against Taylor Swift. It's probably and smart. she still crushed it. Yeah. Um, You're going to like this one. Oh. You're a big fan of Invincibles. Invincible. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> You're a big fan of the Invincible. Yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched the new trailer even. And I and I did not watch the trailer. It was the one thing I had queued up today, and then work got busy, and I never went back to it. Like I literally had it. But anyway, uh, season two comes out November third, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Kirkman had this to say: finishing touches on the last few bits of season two are being done right now. Season three is very far along. When I talk about the actors that we have for season two, it's a minefield. There are so many in season three that we have to talk about. If you think the cast expanded for season two, just wait until you hear about who we're getting in the show in season three. This might give you an indication as to how far we're going. There's just so much big stuff planned. It's possible that there may be some more Walking Dead alums that may be popping into Invincible at some point. All right. Well, I mean, there's so many Walking Dead alumni that it wouldn't be hard. No, no, no. To have more. In the, and people don't even know half the ones that were there because they were no, all in, the, uh, in that first episode with the big fight. Yeah. Like, I I will routinely, if I'm watching something on Amazon Prime, hit pause because they give you that x-ray and they tell you who's in the scene. I know, it's great. Awesome. I you love should that. try that on Gen V when you catch up this I, weekend. I don't know who any of those people are except for Clancy Brown. Uh, no, there's more. Then you'd be like, oh, I didn't know they were from that. Oh, I didn't know he did that. Oh, I didn't know that was Schwarzenegger's son. You know, right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to Invincible. You, you, you got me hooked into that pretty fast. That that was an easy watch, actually. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to the next season. I still haven't gotten around to watching the Adam Eve special that they dropped a couple months ago. Uh, there was a one off for her. You tell me about me watching stuff. Um, I, yeah, I know. What was I thinking? Not watching that. <laughs> um, where else do I have? Ah, yes. You, uh. Now, now, I don't have a whole bunch of stuff from Comic-Con in New York that was this weekend. I do have this that you sent me that I actually had on my own. But the Wheel of Time has a season three coming out. and They're going to focus on book four, which is funny because they really didn't do a lot of focus on book two and three in a way that they left out one of the most major characters of the whole thing so far. And they've stunted some character journeys that didn't happen. Um, but the bard Tom Merlin isn't uh, the Gleeman Tom Merlin isn't hasn't shown back up yet, or is he going to show up? Maybe he's dead. Not did sure. he show up to begin with? He did. He was in season one. Okay. He was in season one, and he stopped and fought a fade. Oh yes, yes, yes. And then his fate was left up in the air, as if everyone assumes that he died. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. If you've read the book, you know what happens. You know if he did or he didn't. Um, but it looks like they're going to, they're going to focus on, on book four, a little bit more in season three, and they're going to bring, they're going to bring some of the forsaken into the fold earlier than, than they are in the books, which, which their showrunner Rafe Jukin said, because he likes them and thinks they're good villains. And, and I'm okay with that. As long as you don't 
lose more beats of the story. And as long as you please make sure that you cast Elaine's two brothers because that they're very, very important characters in the show. Yeah, look, I, I don't I think you even you even said for the most part their casting has been fairly spot on. It has been. It's it's been it's been great. So I I I would assume we, we will get good choices for these characters. Um, but you know, I, I don't know when we're finally gonna have this strike done that they can start filming. Well, right. Now I don't know how it works. I'll look this up for next week about how it works with the actors, but I think there are some actors that actually can still work, even though they're on strike, depending on the way certain unions fall or, or something. It depends on where they're from and what union they're part of. I don't know where the Wheel of Time, if that is a SAG AFTRA show, because most of the actors are not American. No, and it is filmed over in, I believe it was Czechoslovakia is where they film a lot. Of yeah, movies. they filmed in a couple different places. Right. Um, and I, I don't know if that falls, same as I would assume the power Rings of Power uh, show does not fall under the same requirements as most of the sag after after stuff because uh like game of thrones house of the dragon was able to yes. continue filming and actually finish filming their season while everybody else has been on hold which and is I great because then we get that uh house of the feet back again sure can't wait house of the foot fetish it'll be fine i can't wait to see what happened to that kid that fell off the dragon if he got saved or not um, um spoilers um <laughs> uh, new york comic-con yeah so there's not a lot of of uh Regular news. There's some. Um, there's a lot of comic book news. Thankfully, that actually came out of it because we were able to focus on that instead of all the TV reveals and things like that, and movie reveals. There was a little bit of Walking Dead stuff. They did give a new trailer uh, for the latest. Um, those who lived, I think it's called, or those who survive, or one of those things for uh, Deny Guerrera and uh, Andrew Lincoln's characters for Rick Grimes and Michonne. Um, so we got a little bit more of that. They also gave another trailer, uh, just a quick 30-second sneak peek of Daryl Dixon Season 2, uh, which is called Book of Carol, which is looks great already. There's a uh, stinger um, that doesn't spoil anything, but it, it has Carol at the end of the season. Um, and it sets that up for the next season with uh, with her being a, a, an equal part to Daryl on the show, which will be great. The two of them are phenomenal and been been shipped forever. Uh, I don't think either one of them make it very far in the actual comic book. So the characters are really just gotten to be fleshed out completely from the show. Uh, well, Daryl's not in the comic book at all and became the most popular character on the show. He's supposed to be like a handful of guest appearances for Norman Reedus. And he was so popular that he's been on the show and got his own spinoff while everybody else isn't working anymore. I, I actually like when when that kind of thing happens with with a character. Just it, not it in Wheel of Time. No, well, no. <laughs> I, what I was going to say was it happened. It happened twice in Smallville, where Lionel Luther wasn't actually a character in in Superman canon up until Smallville, and they actually made him a comic book character. Same with Chloe; they didn't have her as canon. And once that she trans transferred over to comic uh, the the comic book. What they should have done with Chloe at some point during Smallville, though, was. Uh have revealed that her parents' names were last name was Lance and she was Dinah Lance. That could have been cool. And then Green Arrow and Black Canary were together. That see, they that would have tied it all together. Right. And I mean so, we got our other I forget who it was that played Black Canary on there. Uh, oh, it's your girl. Elena no. Elena Huffman. How did I know that you would know who it was? 
I do. Frank should act The Walking Dead to his list. Unfortunately, there's, uh, there's zombies in it, and he is anti-zombie. You have a better shot at me watching 27 seasons of Supernatural. Yeah, you you do. Um, there's only t- 11 seasons of The Walking Dead, and and Fear the Walking Dead starts this week, so you'll get the recaps of that every week going forward. I'm, look, I am happy to let you run with all that stuff. Morgan I, and Le- Mor- Larry, Lenny James is Morgan's gone, but uh, Madison's back. So I know Lenny James. Uh, you also know Madison. Um, I know. I know Lenny Kim, James um, from Jericho. Kim, uh, what's her name? Kim from uh, Sons of Anarchy and uh, Deadwood. Oh, Kim. Kim. Uh, I know who you mean. Yep, her. Yeah, she's back. Oh, yeah, no. Le- Le- uh, Lenny James was in Jericho. Yeah, he's also a voice in some couple dozen games and stuff. he was the longest running character on the walking dead uh-huh. because he was in the he was the only one of the first episode that was still around until uh the break for fear the walking dead this year he was one of the longest running characters in jericho too yeah weren't they all <laughs> season and a half two seasons <laughs> do you have anything else from the comic-con world no i mean there was just a lot of there was a there's some some uh animal focused thing that marvel's rolling out um that i saw where it's i it's claws i don't remember what it was called now infinity claws or something like that they're doing okay where they're doing all animal anim, anthropomorphic takes on the comic characters okay um uh charlie cox wandered around the convention did he- uh dressed as bluey nice Nice. So nobody nobody knew that he was there. That's awesome. Um, I did see that. Let me see. There was a couple other things that I saw from Comic Con. Um, I always appreciate that when the the guys go and do the the cosplay, so they actually are able to walk around. So so, so do I. I. I love that too. Didn't the uh, didn't the chick that plays the armor actually walk around as the armor from the man? Uh, Emily Swan, Swan, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um. Our flag means death also dropped. I'll start giving reviews on that again soon. Um, there was a a panel for the new Percy Jackson show, which I don't know how they pulled that off, uh, unless it was just the possibly writers and the uh, producers and things talked about it. Um, there's also for anybody that that is a Goosebumps fan from back in the day, there is a new Goosebumps show to launch October on Disney Plus, starring Justin Long, which looks kind of fun. Um, Will he be Tusk? <laughs> we'll see. If, we'll see if it gets to that point. That'd be kind of crazy. Um, there's some new stuff about uh, the Apple TV Plus show uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters with uh, Godzilla and all of them that's going to be launching soon uh, that dropped there. And that's most of it. Uh, Strangers is getting a trilogy of new movies. Nice. I'm sure Charles will appreciate Nice. Uh, we also got our first look at Orphan Black Echoes, which Orphan Black should still be on your list before The Walking Dead, Frank. It's right. It's right. No zombies. Walking, it's between Walking Dead and Supernatural. Still one of the best shows ever put on TV. You Orphan said, Black. You have said that. Um, but the new one stars Kristen Ritter. Oh, I like her. So I'm excited to see her stretch and get to see her as more than just the moody drunk that yeah. she was in Breaking Bad and Jessica Jones. So... Um, and, you know, gets kind of spreading her wings a little bit. I hope they do that the same way they did with uh, Tatiana Maslany on Orphan Black for the four seasons it was on. Um, but that was about it. Like I said, a lot of the, the New York Comic Con news was comic related. 
uh, yeah. which unfortunately, since I am part of the do Marvel Unlimited, the the pro package, I'm still at least a month behind on all my comic book news. So I try Ooh. to avoid that stuff to not spoil when my titles do actually drop on the uh, on the app. Right. Um, so I got we I don't have anything Star Wars for, for a change and, and nothing DC. The rest of this is all pushed in on Marvel. Uh, Kevin Foggy said, and I couldn't find any more to back up this quote, but this is off a Variety article that he said, we've barely scratched the surface, Kevin Foggy reflects, on Marvel Studios' impact since Iron Man. We've barely scratched the surface. 31 movies, 25 TV shows, and nearly $30 billion in revenue made after 15 years. And they've barely scratched the surface. Well, I think it's only 10 shows that were canon, though, right? I, well. Ish. No, no, most of those shows are canon. I, I think those are, those are the ones they're counting. It doesn't list them, so I just. Yeah, the, that I think that counts the Netflix shows and the animated and all that. The, the Spider-Man freshman year that's been coming out for the last six years already that we still don't have an animation. 2000 um, X-Men. Look, I, I agree. I mean, look, the, the, we still don't have the first family of comic books there, which oh. there has been. God, no news. Probably 700 issues um, at this point, if not 800 issues of uh, Fantastic Four. And and there's no news because of the strike. If there was if the strikes hadn't happened, you'd probably be further down that process. And I'm sure that they have stuff noted. Yeah. Matt Shankman oh. had said about it. Uh, look. I wish the strike wasn't going on. We're back in doing writing work now and the producing and all those things. He's like, but we can't make any announcements, obviously, until right. the strike's done. Look, and and the X-Men stories, my concern with the X-Men stories is all we're going to do is get another retelling of all the same stories we got a retelling of in X-Men, the animated series, and the first five X-Men movies. Hopefully not. Um, well, the, 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 the problem with the X-Men... Uh, storylines is they involve knowing a lot about the X-Men. Right. And having all the characters introduced and all of the history and the legacy, right? And when you, as we keep finding with the DC and Marvel, when you shortchange that history and the knowledge piece to it, you lose the impact of the story and anybody actually caring about it. Yeah. Right. Like when you introduce a character just to kill them off and then try and act like, oh my God, this is such a huge motivation for this character. And you're like, is it? You know, you get secret invasion when you try and do that and do like, oh my God, there's such this rich history around everything. And you're like, but you didn't, you never tell me a rich history around it. Um, and like, I kind of remember the three episodes from the Clone Wars. Let's say, for instance, that had uh, the father, the son, and the daughter. Right. I don't really remember it enough to be like, oh, my God, what a huge reveal. I'm like, OK, cool. Um, I guess they're going to do that. <laughs> uh, which has been a lot of the responses to um, Marvel for the last few years. It has. And I was going to mention this in, uh, in a couple of minutes, but I'm, I'm going to jump to it. What Dom said now, um, Dom asked us our thoughts on the reports of Secret Wars being a soft reboot for the MCU. So let me, I actually have something on that, that um, speaking on the watch podcast, author of new Marvel book, MCU, the reign of Marvel studios, Joanna Robinson, who does a bunch of different podcasts and was, was doing a game of Thrones one that I really enjoyed for a little while. Um, she dropped a bombshell that could change 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Universe timeline massively, she said, we have a quote from Kevin Feige sort of implying that like Secret Wars will serve as a soft reboot in which they can prune everything. That's not to use a Lokiism. They'll prune everything that's not working and just keep what is working or bring back people you thought were gone forever. Uh, what she continued on to say was, um, as the MCU spilled over into streaming programs and the multiverse saga, Feige had to learn different lessons from the comics, how superheroes periodically needed to be rebooted, how to stop variants and spinoffs from, from spiraling out of control, how an annual mega crossover event could unify uh, a disparate line of characters. What do you think about them softly rebooting and kind of getting rid of the stuff that's not working? Um, I'm, f I'm fine with it, but I don't know how they could do it because unlike in the comics where you're like, I want to write this character. Now you have to pay somebody to come be that character. Right. Um, and pay all of those people to come do that piece to, to do the reboot. And I, I mean, look, we, we've established over the years that, um, the actor makes or breaks the character sometimes. So absolutely. Um, as we've seen with Batman over the years, sometimes it, they cast well, sometimes they don't. Same thing with Superman, right? Sometimes it's a hit. Sometimes it's Brandon Routh. Um, hey, like hey, um, you know, or it's Clooney's Batman. Um, yeah, but I know what you're saying that. No, I understand what you're saying. Right, but so like, and if you cast wrong, do you then do another reboot? Because those movies were all technically the same Bruce Wayne back right. then. But I do. But we also saw diminishing returns there, and they weren't trying to do this big crazy. So if if they're going to bring back characters, and like you said, it costs to to put these actors in roles. Let's say Secret Wars is coming out in ten years. Let's say we get an older Iron Man. With Robert Downey Jr., they want him to come back and do a cameo. A cameo for Robert Downey Jr. in 10 years is going to cost you $50 million. Mm -hmm. Easily. That's what I'm saying. Like, all of those all of those cameos. Yes. Anybody from the original Avengers is going to cost you a ton of money for a cameo, except Chris Hemsworth. I think we'll get Evans back um, in not too long, because he's still young. He just got married. Yeah. So he's he's well, gonna have he's look, I don't he's, know. he's gonna have alimony to pay in no time. So he's gonna have to <laughs> um gonna Dom have to is, do some work there. Dom asked what our favorite X-Men characters are. I I don't I don't know really who my favorite X-Men. I like I've always liked Magneto. I really have. Um okay. There was a time when I would have said Scott Summers, but the comics the last like 15 years have done him so dirty and made him such a dick uh, <laughs> um, that it's not worth it anymore. Um, oh, good. <laughs> I'd love to know who Angie's uh, favorite X-Man is. I, I would uh, love to know who Angie's favorite. Now that she has hopped into the chat here. Um, um, no, but but uh, my, my actual character was probably always Hank McCoy. I always enjoyed him and he crossed over to out of X-Men into a lot of different things. Okay. Uh, however, the comics have also done him insanely dirty now. Really? Um, so there's nobody really left who's maybe uh, 
maybe pro- uh, probably Colossus, but I feel like they've done him dirty here and there too. So it's really a toss up. Like my era of X Men, um, they've destroyed most of those characters because they keep having to put them through just insane situation after insane situation and make them darker and darker and darker over the years. And it, it hasn't gone well for him. I like um, the Iceman from the Spider-Man cartoon when I was younger. Okay. From Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yes. Have you rewatched that? No. So problematic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Every, everything about it from Miss Tiger holding up from Miss Tiger, which is the dog. Oh, um, to so many, so many things like right about the gate. I'm like, Oh, yep. Yep. Oh. Can't um, watch this. There's a story that did come out of Comic Con from Matthew Vaughn mm-hmm. that's actually really interesting because I wonder how many times this happens. So Matthew Vaughn quit X Men: The Last Stand after discovering there was a plan to trick Halle Berry with a fake Storm script that would be trashed after she signed on. So he went into the offices and there was this big thick script on the table and he said, "What's that?" They said, "Don't worry about it." And he grabbed the script and looked at it and the opening of the script. Um, was he, he said, open it, the first page, and it said, Africa, kids dying from no water, and Storm creates a thunderstorm to save all these children. And he said, wow, that's actually a really good idea. Um, what is this? And he said, this is basically because Harry Bailey, uh, we want her to sign on, so we're going to have her read this, and once she reads it, we're going to throw it out and give her a new script. Like, what the hell? Is that, I guess that's common? Uh, probably. Hey, look, is it, was that Kevin Feige? He was a producer on those. No, that was, that was, well, it doesn't say who. I know it was Matthew Vaughn that was this, but that Kevin Feige was involved in those original X-Men movies. Doesn't say, but that's why we got Brett Ratner and Vaughn came back and did, uh, X-Men's first class. Yeah. Uh, Angela says Nightcrawler is her official response. Well played, Angela. That's a good call. I like that. They've Um, done some really weird stuff with him over the years too as they <laughs> dug into the uh the religious side of his backstory and made him mystique's kid and oh i like when they play around in the comics they did all sorts of weird stuff with that my my favorite run of him was when he was with excalibur um and they did some really cool stuff with him captain britain mm-hmm. and kitty pride all joined that um do you know that sony blocked a villain from being in spider-man homecoming i do I do. Do you know who um, the villain was? Yeah, I don't know why. They, uh, so apparently they blocked Craven, the hunter. In Homecoming, you said? I thought it was no, in No Way Home. No Way Home. That's yeah, I don't know why you would put him in there. Uh, apparently the inclusion of Craven would allow for a classic Spider-Man adventure with a darker and more mature tone fitting the character's development and providing fans with a desired storyline. Uh, it was pretty dark. It's pretty dark. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you bring. I don't. I don't think that was the movie to bring in a character nobody knows. No, neither is his own solo movie. But that's a whole other story. No. God, I mean, look, any Craven would be better than the one it looks like they're going to put on the screen for. Um, and the Marvels is early. Is 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 opening soon? Right, it's very soon. Yeah, a couple weeks. I keep seeing that the name is not the Marvels anymore. No, this says the Marvels because this I, says. The Marvel's early box office projections are 72% worse than Quantumanium. Yeah, that's why they started uh, trying to give away the the, the uh, cameos in the trailers now. Okay, I'm not even going to watch the trailer. Now. The latest TV trailer that if you had watched um, any football this weekend, yeah. uh, you would have seen the, the latest Marvel's trailer that hints uh, at a uh, 
character coming in at the end. I don't know who. We'll see um, if it's who they said or not. I don't know who I, it will be. I want to see this movie. I'm very excited to see this movie because I think it's going to be a good movie. But it's going to tank at the box office. It's probably going to tank. You know what? There are a lot of movies that tank at the box office and do well on streaming now. That yeah, but what's well at streaming anymore? They do well at video on demand. But like yeah. now that we had Disney Plus, stream kind of screws everything up. Um, speaking you. of that, though. I'll know I'll know how bad the Marvels is by how fast I get it on Plex. It's fair. If I get it on Plex in the first two weeks, it's going to be a bad movie at the box office. But uh, given our time constraints yes. tonight. Yes. And we were talking about streaming there. And you did actually watch something this last week. I did. I did. I did. So Loki epi- season two, episode two. Yes. Uh, I Breaking Brad. Great name. What did you think? I think that they made Thanos irrelevant the way they were talking. They tried to make it seem like pruning all of those timelines killed trillions of people more than what they didn't say more than what Thanos did. I don't think they did, but more than Thanos snap. And we're supposed to care about all these people we don't know. That's the thing that I took away from this episode. Yeah. Uh, look, and yeah, I mean, the, the thing is with Thanos, it's because it did get people that we know, right? As well as half of all existence. But if you're pruning timelines, you're, pr- pr- you're pruning all of existence multiple times. Correct. And because we didn't get, for example, what would have been cool with that if it was an Arrowverse style and you use this to prune the old X-Men movies and the old Fantastic Four, and you watch all of them like fade away when they prune it, that would have been amazing. Right. Right. However, I, we did I, not do any of that. <laughs> I didn't hate the episode. I thought the episode was pretty good overall. I I thought the I thought the retcon about what Loki did with the Mind Stone and knowing it was the Mind Stone was a little weird, but look they want they want him to be a superhero like a good guy so bad yeah they're like hey i was just having a phase and mad at my brother and my dad so i would attack new york i wasn't a bad guy it's like oh for fuck's sake like it's okay to have a bad guy be a bad guy that's why i wish this show wasn't about loki i love tom hiddleston i think he's great well there's a possibility of a season three so right and like I said, I really like Tom Hiddleston and I like the character he's playing. I just wish he was playing Loki in this show. Um, I did appreciate, and I don't know when he got his powers back, but the fact that he had all of his powers this episode. Yeah. Um, which I thought he lost last, last season. The trolling that's going on right now. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, um, <laughs> as I sit here in my Phillies Philly shirt and told that I don't like baseball is wonderful. I love my friends so much. But they know Um, that I love baseball. So that's all that matters. I will I will pull next week the the Easter eggs and and the the, the things that are good about the episode. I'll I'll pull that all next week to talk about this week's episode. But did you like the episode overall? Um I thought it was fine. Uh, I I now I understand based on this episode why they're gonna go have to find Victor Timely. Because they lost he who remains, so they have to go find a variant now to go reset their little machine. 
Right. Because they need to... And that's the one they're going to try and get. And Victor Timely is going to be a good guy and blah, blah, blah. And then something they do is going to turn him into Kang. Nothing predictable at all is going to happen in this season, I'm sure. (laughs) They're going to save everything in the nick of time? But we made like Kihu Kwan, like, hey, I wrote the handbook and I'm the one that designed everything, but I didn't design this one thing that I should have been the one that designed. Right. So that's where you got. And uh, yeah, look, and the one the one Easter egg or two that, that were pretty cool were the ones in the movie theater because you did get uh, Kamal Nanji's character uh, from Eternals. Yeah, so it was that. an Easter egg in the movie theater. And it was really a shot at Scorsese for what he bashed everything for. Yes. With the way they did the Zaniac character kind of making fun of uh, the more serious movies and things like that and the way actors act and all those pieces but i didn't really remember that character that well from season one so it lost a lot of gravity to me uh wasn't he in the last wasn't he in the first episode for like a second yeah that's all i remember of him too. yeah uh so i mean you know it's uh i want to see where we end up going but i'm not uh i'm still not like thinking it's a great show but it's it's better than season one was so far uh the mcdonald's stuff was cool let me let me ask you this before I before oh, I that's go a good to the, one that, Ray, that, that Frank did leave out of today's episode. I did not I actually mentioned it last week? <laughs> we mentioned it last week. Did what we? about um? I totally forget what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> two episodes into Loki compared to two episodes into Ahsoka. What's better? Oh, Loki's better than Ahsoka. But like I said, I I don't dislike the show. I just hate that there it needs to be Loki. Right. I would have loved this show with any other uh, Phil Coulson. Would have loved this show just as much. As and now you now you realize how good this show would have been with Phil Coulson. Is that absolutely oh, would have been great? Um, as it's being said in the chat by uh, what's his name is Ray from Split Decision. Uh, he wants us to talk about the Daredevil firings by Marvel. We did mention this last week, but I would like to bring it up again. They fired the whole staff, and and Vincent D'Onofrio is like supporting it. Well, the story must have been really shit if he's supporting it. Um, he he is not saying anything bad about it. He nope. is even leaving X at this point. Is he really? Um, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm finally doing it. You've heard me talk about it for a long time. I'm out. Uh, but you know, he did say, "Look, you don't know what's been going on behind the scenes. You don't know how these reactions have been. You don't know uh-huh. what what's been going on there." So we ended up deciding to uh, put the best story forward, and like right. he didn't have to say anything. But no. he felt the need to say something. So I feel like it probably wasn't great. And maybe Feige's going to bring in the showrunners from the old show. And I really hope so, because they were going to, as we mentioned last week, the opening scenes of the show, were going to tell them about how they killed off Foggy and Karen. Yeah. Look, maybe they come back. I would love it. Well, maybe she comes back in the, the True Blood reboot. Oh, wait. Look, you can you you don't have to keep her long if you're doing no. the, the storyline right. But. But in the uh, in the comics, I mean, Karen was like the love of Matt's life. Um, Not sure. And actually, that 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 show is a great example uh, and what they're doing with it of what they've done with Daredevil in the comics. Because speaking of reboots of characters, I just got done reading um, the last so it's sixty years of Daredevil comics, and they do at uh, the last like twenty years or so, they've done almost full reboots of the character every like five years. Okay. One creator comes on, and then when that creator leaves, it like resets it, and the next one comes in, tells a completely different story, and like resets Matt Murdock and his whole history, and then another creator comes in and does the same thing, and they do it every couple years and launch a new series. And I think Marvel's been doing that a lot more lately, so I don't have a problem with the show doing that. 
no. and having the character still continue, you know, in some of the side characters, but you can tell a totally different story. Right. Um, I just don't know if you're going to get mass buy in on that the way with, that you do with with what what uh, our with what this guy Ray is saying. Um, that looks like he's like he's, he's is he playing a guitar? I think with the big green background. Oh, that's cool. Um, with what he's getting hugged by the fanatic is what it looks. It looks like. like he's being hugged by the fanatic. He pro that's that's that. So they did. John Barenthal probably will have a bigger role in this because there was some copyright or some trademark fi filings. Um, <laughs> there's some copyright or trademark filings that, that if, with him and being in this show. And, and again, I don't have it in front of me because I'm unprepared for class. I wasn't expecting um, this famous guitar player to pop in and uh, start talking about Marvel and questions tonight. It's great before the Phillies game. Yeah, I mean, he looks like some guy from Weekend at Bernie's, but I don't know. I don't know if you ever I, you saw that movie. It was great. He might have been Bernie. I don't remember. He might have been Bernie, but there was longer curly hair back then. Yeah, that's probably oh, more. You're accurate, such yeah. a troll. You're horrible. You're horrible. Go Diamond. You're a horrible person, Dom. Horrible. He is, but he's, uh, also, he's also a Giants fan, so I think he's, he's one in five, so it's fine. He is. Um, but that's it. Like I said, next week we'll go into the nitty-gritty details. Um. We'll go into the nitty gritty details about uh, Loki and a possible season three. And we'll kind of recap the, the both episodes um, with the Easter eggs and stuff. But because the Phillies game is starting uh, in about 10 minutes from this time, um, we can kind of dump out of here. And Yeah. And it, hey, if you jumped in late, make sure you go download the podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether it's on iTunes or podcasts or Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you got to go. And uh Drop us a like and a rating and tell a friend. And thanks for finding the Geek Spot. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>